Yo, yo, yo. This is Stuck Button Podcast. I'm Debo. This is my second annual Stucky Awards. You see what I'm saying? Just, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, this is my top five list. Uh, last year, I did top 10 for 2019. I decided I'd shorten it this year uh, so it wouldn't be me going on a two-hour rant. But uh, first, firstly, Happy New Year's. Uh, I'm recording this on the first. Um, I'm sure it'll be the second or third by the time you're listening to this. But I felt like, you know, I had to get this out because I, you know, I want to make it a thing. You know what I mean? At the end of the year, I give my list. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the whole list thing at the end of the year just because... You know, you, your boy tells you like these are my favorite five albums of the year, and you might consider checking that shit out that he that he liked. You know what I mean? So I like reading these blog posts about this shit, watching people's YouTube videos about the shit. Um, I love them, so I'm doing one. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm, I'm gonna start with my my favorite five albums of the year. Now, understand. I don't have a reviewer's budget, <laughs> so I, I couldn't afford to buy every game, go see every movie, but out of the shit that I saw, the shit that I listened to, these are my favorite five things, okay? Um, five, top five albums of the year. For five, I, I have to go with that uh, Sean Price and uh, Lil Fame of MOP's Price of Fame. I just, I, I thought that shit was hard. You know, I uh, if you listen to the show, you know, I I really like gangster shit. <laughs> I, I really like gangster shit, uh, especially when it sounds like old, like, you know, late to mid 90s uh, New York shit, you know, where it's just like grimy beats and, you know what I mean? And and if, so, if somebody spits clever, you know, like I like, you know, I'm into punchlines and, you know, and shit like that. You know, I don't, I don't have to lit, you know, do the... You know, I, I don't always like listening to a super lyrical dude. So with that, you know, I'm, I've been a, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Sean Price. That's why my name is Debo Price here. I'm a huge fan of MOP. Um, I've liked almost all their albums. Um, so yeah, this this little parent was dope. Uh, all the beats are dope. Again, they sound like grimy New York shit. A couple of those beats sound like they made they're made by Primo. They might. I didn't check the credits, but um, very dope. Had a Griselda feature. Like Gangstar, Gangstar's album, which didn't make this five, but deserves an honorable mention. It's just dope hoodie weather music. Like, it just, you know, it just sounds like big headphone and and, and hoodie shit. Like, it's, it's just dope, man. I love it. So, that was my five. My four was was Dreamville's, uh, J. Cole's, you know, label with all, with all the cats he has, um, Earth Gang, which I fucking loved Earth Gang's album. They deserve, they're, they're definitely in my top 10 of the year, uh, their Maryland album. But, th- you know, this was, a you know, his little collaboration, his dynasty type thing where it was, you know, him and, um, uh, Earth Gang and, uh, and KID and, uh, I think Baz was on it, Kaz was on it, you know, uh, Ari Leno, if I'm even saying her name right, it might be uh, Ari Lennox. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, man, it was dope. It was a dope record. Lots of songs were hard, um, down bad. Uh, the the song that had like one one of the songs I was listening to, and I was like, man, this dude, this third dude, really sound like the baby, <laughs> and it was him. Like he, you know, he had a feature. Um, I did no no front, and I kind of liked the baby's record this year, but that. 
you know, that that might be 10 or 11, you know what I mean? But, it, you know, but this Dreamville, the, Dream, the, the Dreamville 3, uh, Revenge of the Dream or Revenge of the Dreamers 3, I'm sorry, is <laughs> definitely, is definitely uh, worth listening, um, especially if you're a J. Cole fan. Uh, production is good. Not every song is dope, but about more than half of the songs are really dope. So I fuck with it on my forward. Three is the Little Brother May the Lord album. I have I have a weird relationship with with uh, Little Brother. I really like the Minstrel Show, but after a while, I got tired of the album just because, you know. They get kind of preachy because they rap about rapping all the time, but it's, you know, you can't knock that them, that them two dudes can rap. Uh, especially Fonte. Like, I think out of the two, Fonte is probably my, who I think is, is doper. And that's not saying Pooh's not nice. You know what I mean? Like, just Fonte's just, he's, he's just, he's just real nice. I feel like, I feel like you don't get a Drake if Fonte doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? So, uh. With that, you know, uh, like I said, it was dope. Uh, you know, first couple songs weren't that dope. Around song three, four, you know, five, it started getting ill. I think the rest of the album is fresh after that to me. I don't think I disliked anything after the third song or so. Um, and it was real cool. It was like a, 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 like it was a direct sequel to fucking. It was like the shit dropped right after Minstrel Show. Uh, they still had all the little. Um, the channel skits. I forgot the name of the channel already, but they had the little skit still from the uh, from the minstrel show where it's like you're on a fake TV show. It was dope, man. It's, it's worth the listen. It's real chill. Uh, I, I'm not sure how how many, if any, Ninth Wonder did. Again, I didn't read the credits, but yeah, man, it was just a dope record. Definitely my three of the year. Two, uh, my number two favorite hip hop album of 2019 would have to be that Griselda tape. Griselda's fresh to me. I, I can't really say who's the nicest out of the three of them because I like Kanye. You know, a lot of people don't like Westside, but I like Westside because he names all his songs on his tapes after wrestlers, and I can't not. You know, he got me with that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You put out a song called Dean Malenko, <laughs> and it's hard to beat as dope. I'm fucking with it. <laughs> but um, the Griselda tape's nice, man. Uh, some cool features. 50s on a song. M's on a song. Uh, both of those songs are fresh to me. Uh, you know, not just like the little Fame record, um, lots of like gritty, you know, New York beats and shit. Where you know, it just sound like you know, it sound like Havoc made the made the album. You know what I mean? It's just like three dudes rapping over noises. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just dope, man. Um, I fucked with. It. I like Griselda's album really a whole lot. Um, I'm still spent. I just listened to it on the car on the way home. Um. And my number one album of the year has to be that uh, Bandana, the Freddie Gibbs, and the Mad Lib album. Man, that pairing, like, I just don't feel like Freddie should put out albums except for him. Well, I, I'm fronting because the the um, the Freddie album that he put out was really fresh to me. And I don't think, I think Mad Lib might have had one beat on there. I don't know, but that was pretty funny. Uh, cause he was doing like the whole R and B thing, which was really fun, really dope, you know, uh, um, you know, but yeah, Fre Freddie Gibbs bandana album, dope beats fire. Uh, um, I love cataracts. That's probably, that's probably the dopest display of lyricism he has on the album. If you ask me, uh, Palmolo is dope. Um, because that, that had uh, a dope Fred Pusha T verse 
And he had Killer Mike on there just to do a hook. Like, Killer Mike didn't even have a verse. Um, that shit was dope. I liked the Anderson Pac song. I liked uh, uh, Flat Tummy T was kind of fresh. Um, and I loved Practice. Um, and uh, Got Down. Got Down is pro- probably my second favorite song. Uh, nah, probably my so So, God Damn got to be third, probably. But yeah, man. Bandana, album of the year to me. Nothing fucks with it. Yeah. If you haven't listened to it, please do. <laughs> Fuck with that, man. All right, so we're going to move on. Um, let's see. Let's do top five episodic show. Right off the bat, my six would probably be the anime uh, Demon Hunter. That shit was fire. Fuck with that if you're an anime fan. I don't even like uh, Shonen, and that shit was fire. But, um... Five would have to be Love, Death, and Robots, that Netflix animation show. Um, one one of those episodes, you know, little episodes was really dope to me, reminded me of Twilight Zone. Um, but it was fresh, man. It was like it was very. I think there was like maybe one of them that I hated, and uh, the rest of them were dope. Um, yeah, uh, fuck with that if you haven't. Love, Death, and Robots. Right above that, which probably ties for fifth is uh doom patrol um doom patrol was just batshit crazy like i was wondering how they were going to try to interpret that shit to tv you know not that i've like extensively read fucking doom patrol but the shit i knew from it like i was like how the fuck are they gonna do they got the budget to pull that off um and they did you know what i mean um if if you if you're bored and don't have anything to, to watch. And you have DC. <laughs> uh, fuck with Doom Patrol. After you fuck with the Titans. Um, the Titans didn't make this list. Because I haven't finished the season yet. Again this list is stuff that. I've actually watched. Or played or listened to. Like If, if I didn't get around to it. I didn't put it on the list. I didn't want to just have my list look like everybody else's. I didn't, I didn't fucking watch it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um. Three would have to be, you know, right outside of the nerd shit is is that uh, Zendaya show Euphoria. Um, man, I don't I don't know how the fuck Zendaya didn't get a million Emmys or Grammys or wherever the fuck they give away for episodic TV for that show. The the fucking cinematography's fire. She was acting her ass off. That show is dope. If if you got Showtime, fuck with it. And it had a hard ass look. Um, a labyrinth song in the finale, like <laughs> that show was dope. <laughs> Fuck with it if you if you if you haven't um, Euphoria. Number two will have to be Watchmen. Um, I was a little nervous about when they were going to make Watchmen on uh, HBO, but. Uh, you know, I I just I just last week binged binged most of it over the weekend, and uh, yeah, man, I was I was pretty surprised with the direction they took it. Um, some of the stuff I didn't understand because I guess I had to have read the comic first. Um, but I'm in the middle of that. I'm in, I'm in like chapter four or five of the, of the uh, graphic novel, so I'm gonna figure out where some of these things that were on the show fit in, but. Uh, yeah, man, it was dope. Um, Regina, I've been I've been in love with Regina King for a long ass time <laughs> since Poetic Justice. She's always been fresh, man. 
hopefully she wins some kind of award for that shit. But that shit was fire. Didn't expect him to do the the um, the Black Wall Street angle. That was really dope. It was it was a good show, man. I didn't think that I didn't think they would have. You know, I don't want to spoil it, but I didn't think they were going to incorporate some of the things that they did incorporate in it uh, close to the finale. That shit was dope. It was fresh. That was my number two. Number one has to be the first season of The Boys, man. That shit. They killed that shit. From cat, like all, top to bottom, The Boys was hard. The only thing they fucked up, the only one thing you could say that they fucked up was um, casting that, that uh, the dude who plays Huey because he actually looks, in the comics, he actually looks exactly like uh, Simon Pegg. And so, but but then they had Simon Pegg as his dad, which was dope. So that's the only thing you can say they fucked up. Like all the casting was dope. Um, I felt like that you know they followed the story well. Uh, but 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 let me you know let me pull back from that because I did I only got through the first volume of the comics. I'm in the second volume and I'm I'm putting it on hold because I'm uh I I, I had read that the summer before the summer eighteen or maybe the summer seventeen. But I had heard some some buddies talking about that shit, so I decided to read it. And then I found out that they were, you know, that a show was in production. And um, from what I saw, I, you know, of course, the show has spoiled some of it for me. That's fine. But I put it on hold to, to read this Watchmen shit real quick. <laughs> Just because somebody's letting me borrow a graphic novel. So um, I'm going I'm to I'm run through Watchmen and go back to the boy so I can finish it. Hopefully before season two come out. Uh, it's supposed to come out. I don't know. I I think within this first quarter of the year, so I gotta get on get on my shit. But the boys was absolutely the dopest episodic shit this this season for me. Um, I did, you know, I, like, again, I missed some shit. I didn't. I'm not current on fucking uh, uh, Legion or or Mr. Robot, so I've missed some shit that I gotta that I gotta run through here soon I, and I didn't finish Titan so and I'm pretty sure one or th- a couple of those would have made this list but anyway moving on uh, top five movies of the year I didn't get to see everything man um, I, I, I started Once Upon a Time in Mex- uh, in Hollywood <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Mexico <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, uh, last night and I'm only about you know it's a three hour uh, no it's a, it's a two hour it's a change movie um, I haven't watched The Irishman, you know, so don't judge me, man. This, I, again, the five shits that I've seen, this is the toughest five movies to me. At five, I got to put El Camino. A lot of people discredited El Camino because it is like a two-hour episode of Breaking Bad. I'm cool with that. Like, that's dope to me. The only thing I wish is if, I wish I would have found out more about Walter. Like, did he, you know, they didn't confirm if he died or didn't. Um, probably they're trying to leave the hole open to, to make another movie or another short series or something. But um, what what they did show, which I won't spoil, was fresh. Um, it picked up right after the last episode of the series. So I mean, like, what 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 is there to complain about? Like, I thought it was fresh. Um, four would have to be um, the horror movie Midsummer. Um, one me and my homie Fred was talking about it, and like he he this was actually his quote. He was like, you know, 
uh, cults are like criminally un- unused in in horror films. I have to agree with that one hundred percent, like wholeheartedly. Um, that's something that no horror movies really really jump into, and they killed that shit. Like if if look, I'm, I'm not gonna spoil that shit either. <laughs> no spoilers on this. <laughs> if you uh, if, so if you haven't seen Midsummer, rent that shit off PlayStation. That's how I watched it. I uh, like I said, just grab, just streamed it off the off the PlayStation Store. Dope. My number three was Avengers Endgame. Um, you know, look, it had it had some plot holes. It, um, but just from sheer epicness of the closure from ten years of storytelling, from a decade um, of storytelling, I thought it was dope, man. Um, and I look forward to whatever the fuck they do next. Uh, it's gonna be fresh. Hopefully, uh, we'll see how they move forward after that. My second favorite film of the year was Us. Peel killed it again. I thought it was very dope. Um, I, I don't have too much complaint, too many complaints uh, about Us. You know, cinematically, it was fresh. Yeah, it was. It was just a good movie. I like. I don't want. Again, I'm trying not to spoil the, spoil the movies in case anybody's listening that hasn't seen it. <laughs> so. Um, and my favorite movie of the year was Joker. Uh, of course, um, I thought it was fresh cinematically. It was dope. Um, you know, uh, Phoenix was, a was great casting. I felt like that right, right off jump. Um, and I, I feel like it was made, you know, like within respect of Christopher Nolan shit. Like it, it literally feels like it could be an origin for the Joker that was in Dark the Dark Knight trilogy. Possibly. You know, you know, you'd have to add some things, but like I again, I feel like it was it was in respect to uh to Nolan. There's some shots that you see that you feel like it was like head nodding toward Dark Knight. So so with that, let's move on to my favorite five wrestlers of the year. Who I think is the top five wrestlers of the year. Again, I don't get to talk about wrestling as much as I want to on, on, on this show. I, I, I'm going to, moving into 2020, going to create a segment where I get to talk about it uh, probably bi-weekly. I haven't made up my mind. I'll talk about that later, though. But And I haven't watched everything. I haven't watched every pay-per-view. I haven't watched every week of fucking Raw. I haven't watched every fucking week of NXT. Um, I haven't watched every episode, <laughs> every episode of AEW, but... From what my eyes saw, <laughs> these are the best five wrestlers I see on TV. Um, number five has to be Walter, man. Um, I don't I don't watch NXT uh, UK, but the shit that I've seen him doing, I've seen him in maybe three or four matches, maybe, um, on NXT. And he's dope. Like, uh, him versus Pete Dunn, fire. Um... I forgot who I saw him after he created Imperium, who I saw him wrestle, but it was a great fucking match. He is killing the monster heel without doing all that bullshit that they do on Raw to, to make one. Like, he's not fucking flipping over an, uh, ambulances or fucking breaking rings or none of that dumbass or in weird handicap matches. He just looks imposing and he's fucking people up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he got one fucking name. <laughs> like, that shit's hard. <laughs> Walter is dope. I'm gonna move on. My number four is Keith Lee, man. Keith Lee, the matches I've seen him on NXT 
and the match he had on that SmackDown. Well, he didn't have a match, but, you know, when he was on SmackDown, his personality's dope. He's the second coming of Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, a big dude with some agility, and, you know, he's got some stiffness. He uses the elbows and shit and the knees. That shit, man, he's the, the, I saw both of the matches with him versus the Dominic, whatever the fuck his last name is, um, and those matches were dope. Those matches are fresh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He did a fucking uh, a suicide dive. Yeah, he he's dope. He's dope. He he can pop. He I'm, uh, they got to put that kid on raw. <laughs> well, I don't know how old he's. He looks he looks forty, but um, <laughs> but um, he's fresh. He's fresh. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to what he'll do in the future. Um, my number three would have to be Kenta. His move back to New Japan has been flames. <laughs> He's been dope. He's been dope since he dropped, like since he came back. Like, well, he came back and he was, you know, he was fresh to see because he went back to his hardcore, you know, his stiff style. And then, uh, and then he did a heel turn and jo- joined the Bullet Club. And he's just been dope, man. You know what I mean? His look is dope. He looks snooty and shit. Um, you know, one of my favorite matches of all time is like him versus Loki. Um, like I, I didn't even know uh, he was from New Japan. I didn't even know New Japan existed at the time. Um, I saw those two in Ring of Honor, and of course Loki's style is pretty stiff too. And uh, that that was the first time I saw like a stiff match like that where it looked like people are really getting need in the face. And I'm like, if they if they ain't connected, this sure the fuck looks like it. But, but yeah, Kenta's freshman. Top three. Um, he's been dope. Um, my second favorite rest of the year is Daniel Bryan. Look, man, like, I know they just did this face turn with him a couple weeks ago where he shaved his head, which I don't like. Because him, this heel shit that he's been doing for this year has been dope. Like, um, when he, he came back and turned heel again... Like just something, I, I I noticed when he when the uh, they had the him versus uh uh him versus Kofi for the for the title match. Like he was just selling. Ah man, he just he he looks he looks snooty. He's like he's like seething. He's man, you know. Ah, he 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 was he was selling the fuck out, and I really liked it. He he went back to his old Ringer Bonner, like um um submission shit like he you know he's just selling the grittiness of it um you know he's mixing something the little bit of high flyer shit he i guess he feels comfortable with doing with the grittiness of the fu- submission shit he's dope man and then that fucking match that match with him and uh adam cole fire <laughs> um we'll see what he looks like after the with during his heel turn but i really liked his look the beard the long hair the 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 Again, the grittiness of his of his of his style. Um, he's just dope, man. I, I fuck with Daniel Bryan. He's he's had a good year. And my number one wrestler of the year has to be Will Osprey, man. This dude was fucking up the G one climax. Like it, Will. Goddamn. Like every match he was in was dope. Him versus Show. Him versus uh uh uh. Him versus uh, Shingo. Well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Shingo match was the the Super Junior shit. That shit was fire. Shingo's dope too. Shingo's in my top ten of the year. I didn't, you know, he. Yeah, I can't. I didn't, you know, honorable mention to Shingo. <laughs> Him and I, well, I'll talk about it after I'm done. Um, 
I'm trying to think who else did he have a dope ass match with. Uh, that Tanahashi match was fire. Um, damn, I, I can't remember who else, but damn near every match he had was just, he's just been in some of my favorite matches this year. Like, like, look, I like I don't hate the flippy wrestlers, you know what I mean, but I do when the when the move set doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like when it's like you just doing flips to be doing flips and it don't look like it'll hurt anybody. Just because you fucking suicide dive with a corkscrew don't mean that shit hurts more than a regular just jumping out on, on top of somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but all the Will uh, Osprey shit makes sense. Like it, there's logic there. Plus he plus he's got submission. Plus he's fucking um, he's shooting. You know what I mean? He's he's um, he's stiffing people. Like his his style is just dope to me. Like you know that's that's like one of the cornerstones of like you know that's one of the things that make you a dope wrestler is your move sets ill and it sells logical logical combat. You know what I mean? So I, I fuck with Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay, king of two thousand nineteen. He had some of the most fire matches. My favorite matches of the year. I think my favorite match of the year might be him versus Shingo. I don't think no fuck that him versus Okada. In the G1 Comex is probably my favorite match of the year. That shit was dope. <laughs> that shit was dope. So my second favorite match might be him versus Shingo and the Super Juniors. And if you guys haven't seen that, if you guys don't fuck with New Japan, fuck with it, man. That, that like they they have a good product, dog. They have a good product. You got if you fuck with wrestling, you should be watching New Japan wrestling. Um, I've only been watching for a couple of years. Um, when I had uh, um, WWE 2K14, I believe, um, you know, I you know I was part of I'm part of, some, of a forum called uh, Smack Talks, and uh, or I was I haven't been on there in a while, and uh, you know there was a creation section where people were posting pictures of their creations, and uh, this guy Defract had posted his. Um, was it I, Kenny Omega? He, he had posted this Kenny Omega, and I was just like, "Who the fuck is this dude?" And then I, you know, then I found out about Bullet Club and started looking into that, and found out that's where AJ Styles went. So from there, I've been a New Japan fan since then. But you know, but it's only been, I, like I said, only been to, maybe close to three years now. But um, yeah, man, again, New Japan has a dope project. Fuck with it. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, my favorite category. <laughs> Best game of the year. Now, again, I didn't get to play everything. Some things I wasn't interested in playing. I'm just not very interested in Death Stranding right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But maybe if it's on sale one day, maybe I'll grab it. But as it stands, I didn't fuck with Death Stranding. Um, my number five game of the year. I need to get some sound effects on this show. I need like a drum roll and like applause and shit. But anyway, <laughs> my number five game of the year has to be Division Two. Um, I like Division Two. I haven't played a lot of it uh, probably since the second the second DLC came out. I haven't played, and that's just because Shadow Keep's been you know I've been playing a lot of that shit. But um, it's just you know it, they they did a sequel the right way. I felt like like I felt a little cheated when Destiny moved on to Destiny Two. Because I felt like 
they were just trying to separate themselves from Destiny 1 and just like not like a cash grab but I just felt like they were trying to separate themselves from that project and like re reboot it um, Division 2 I didn't feel that way I felt like they went in and wanted to polish what they had in Division 1 I felt like it was a true sequel um, and that, that's not to say I, I hate Destiny because I, I fuck with Destiny I play a lot I, I play, I've been playing a shit ton of fucking Shadowkeep but <laughs> but um, um, yeah Division 2 just it, it's just a dope sequel I thought the story was pretty cool I really love how in the end game when you start, I, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't played Division 2. It's on sale now, I think, like 15, 20 bucks. You should grab it uh, if you're into, if you're into looter shooters, third-person third shooters, you should fuck with. Division's pretty fucking dope. Um, but I liked how when you started fighting the Black Tusk tour at the end, in the end game part of the game, how all the shit, the whole way you've been fighting enemies up to that point had to change. Like, you totally had to go into that different. Your strategy had to be different. Those enemies started trying to actually flank you and shit and like send fucking drones and shit at you to blow you up to get you out of fucking cover. Fucking dope, man. Division 2 is fresh. Um, I like the first piece of um, the Keller Library and all that shit. That, that DLC has been really dope. I didn't get to the zoo part. Right when they dropped the zoo is when I didn't play it because Shadowkeep was out. But I'm going to try to catch up with I heard I've I've read that they're like cycling out in and out the DLC, which is fucking dumb. But no points on that because that's DLC. The actual core game um, is fucking dope. Division two, number five, four would have to be um, Apex Legends. Uh, Respawn stunned with that shit. Look, I I fucking look. I played a little Fortnite. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I don't. The battle royale shit was just not for me. And and maybe just because the gunplay just didn't feel good to me on on that. And plus the building thing, like I just couldn't do as well as the other people could. So I was just like, you know what, fuck this game. Um But Apex Legends came out and like I I was like, okay, I, I can see why this shit's dope. Like the, you know, the characters are fresh, the gunplay is dope, feels a lot like Titanfall 2. Um And I just thought it was fresh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I haven't devoted a lot of time with uh, to it in the last, you know, I, I played it for a couple of months and stopped, but um, I still thought thought it was a dope game. I jumped back on when the electric the electricity character came out. Um, I forgot her name, but um, I think it's a dope game. It's dope because it got me interested in fucking um, battle royales, um, and plus it it bumped out bumped up the most the multiplayer count on uh, Titanfall two. So, which I think is dope too. So fuck it, they get a, they get credit for me. Um, number three would have to be Bloodstained, um, which I think is one of the mo the more underrated games of the year. By the way, uh, Bloodstained. Look, I, I've said it on here before. I feel like Super Metroid turned me into a man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I borrowed Super Metroid from a friend, borrowed it for like a week for a weekend, and I don't think I showered or ate during that weekend. I beat it and brought it back to him on Monday. Um, so Super Metroid, one of my favorite games of all time. With that tied is is a Symphony of Night Castlevania, which borrowed from Super Metroid um, and added some things onto it. Um, love the fuck out of it. 
Um, so th this game is made by the guy who makes uh, Symphony of the Night. This is this is it feels exactly like a sequel to Symphony of the Night without having the characters in it. Um, it's it's like they took Symphony of the Night and reskinned it and added on to it. I mean, they they added some techniques and some shit to it to make it different and an upgrade from Symphony of, Symphony of the Night. But um, it's definitely dope. One of the better games of the year. A lot of those boss fights are fun. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm at the last boss and ever beat. <laughs> so I don't want I don't want to spoil it. But um, if you like Super Metroid, if you like Castlevania games, Metroidvanias, which, um, you know, we're in the fucking renaissance of, of the Metroidvania genre, um, this shit's dope. Like, you need to have this game. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's on sale right, right now, but if you ever catch it on sale, I think it's 40 bucks regularly anyway. If you ever catch it on sale, grab it. Um, number two, Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2. Now look, I have I haven't beat it. Not even one playthrough. But I played a little bit at a buddy's house. Uh more than an hour. And I played the demo when it came out uh, over the summer. I believe or spring or whenever it came out. I purchased it for myself, but I haven't started again. But from what it gets a grade for me because it directly reminds me why the fuck I hated Resident Evil 5 in the first place. Like, this shit's actually fucking scary. That summer, Resident Evil 5 came out. I, I remember, like, my buddies who were big Resident Evil fans. My boy Blaze, my boy Ward. They loved the fuck out. I hated it. I beat it over the weekend. It wasn't scary. It was like a fucking action th third-person shooter, which I like, but that's not why I buy Resident Evil. And then, and then later that year, Dead Space came out and dropped the shit that they were supposed to drop. That was actually a fucking horror game. You know what I'm saying? A, 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 a survival shooter. A horror survivor. Or whatever the fuck you call <laughs> You know what I'm trying to say. Um, but like I said, Resident Evil 2, they changed a bunch of shit from 2, which has been so long since I played 2 that I, I barely remember exactly what's... I, like, I remember most of the beginning of it. And like, and that's it. Um, and, and some of the encounters, uh, with X and whatnot, but, um, yeah, man, they, they, twi they, they move some things around and like, it's actually fucking scarier. So with that, Resident Evil 2, my number one game of the year is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. I, um, I've said on the show before, I'm a I'm a pretty big, not a huge, I won't say huge, because I haven't beat a single fucking Dark Souls, nor have I beat um, Bloodborne, so I don't know how big of a fan I can be, <laughs> I don't know how big of a fan I'm allowed to be, but I love those fucking games for the challenge, and um, I just think this shit, like, they, they, they did it again. How, when they put out uh, Bloodborne and they like re reinvented their style, like they did the same thing with Sekiro. Like you know, they demand you to play. Like it took me a while to even like get used to what they were trying to you know, because it's all about parrying in in Sekiro as opposed to just dodging and waiting like you do in uh, in Dark Souls. And you know, and and Bloodborne is different because they want you to also like counter they want they want you to counter the characters instead of dodging all the time so with this you know that like i said they added this parrying system that like 
you know, I, I walked away for for a few days when I came back. I had I felt like I had to get the timing back down again. So yeah, um, again, Sekiro, like it's there's some really dope boss fights. The the lure is kind of fresh. Um, it's pretty fresh. The graphics are tight. It's dope. I love it. Sekiro, game of the year. Now you didn't hear your favorite game. You know, like I said, don't don't judge me. I didn't get to play Control. Um, I'm thinking about getting it because it's on sale now, and I got some some PSN money for Christmas. <laughs> and I didn't play Days Gone or nothing like that. Uh, even though I own that too, I grabbed that from my uh, from my Black Friday haul. So don't judge me. Like I said, these are the five games that I played. As a, as an added bonus, let's 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 keep deep diving into games. I think I think sports game of the year has to be, in my opinion, Madden Twenty. The the thing they added with the with the the X Factor moves, it just it sh- totally changes the way you play. Especially if you want to start dominating with certain characters and shit, and and like the fight of you trying to stop the X Factor is just really fresh. Um, a close two is is an MLB the Show. Graphically, it's fire. Um, I'm not really good at it, and I don't have anybody to play against. I don't play it online or anything, but and I don't even watch baseball like that. But it's an impressive fucking game. You know, it was one of the game, the free games. What I think that was October's maybe or maybe November. But it's fun, dude. It's dope. It's dope. Uh, I totally don't understand how the fuck that team <laughs> didn't get nominated during the, the Game Awards. But that's what I'm here for. <laughs> the, vo- the voice for the voiceless. Um, fighting Game of the Year. Ugh, that was tough. Because it's really, for me, between Sam's show and Mortal Kombat 11. And I, I probably might have to lean towards Samurai Showdown. That one's tough. But that was, my, that was my favorite. That's probably my favorite fight game this year. Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat's dope, but it just feels like... It feels the way I felt when I used to play old um, old Killer Instinct. Like, No, no, let me, let me put it like this. It made me feel the way I used to play uh, Tekken 2 or Tekken 3 where I felt like there was like these canned string combos. And, like, if I didn't learn those, then I couldn't play. You know what I mean? Mortal feels like that sometimes. And the online plays, it's it's okay. You know what I mean? But uh, I think I had to give it to our Sam show. Props to uh, Power Rangers, which is one of the, the underrated games of the year. I don't own that, but I played it at a buddy's house. I might have to grab that. That shit feels a lot like <laughs> like Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Um with with it with with some deeper with some deeper techniques, you know, it feels it feels like it feels like they they really like Dragon Ball Z Fighter, Dra- Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Um, but I'm gonna grab that at some point. At some point, I'm gonna purchase that game. That shit um, was pretty fresh. Speaking of also, my the most underrated game this year probably to me is a small indie game. I don't know who it's by, and I don't know if it counts for coming out this year because it came out on play, PlayStation Four this year. That Darkwood shit, if you have not played that shit, <laughs> if you want a horror game, um, and the budget, you know, seems small, you know, it, it looks, I don't know, the animation style is really dope. It, it's like, has this really, like, I don't know, it looks like old film or something. It's hard for me to describe it. Look look up a video for it, Darkwood. 
Uh, it's been out on PC for a couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. But they just ported it to console, and I had a I had a blast with that shit. But I didn't beat my first playthrough. But what I did play was dope. Um, that and that fucking plague plague innocence, which you know you know I talked shit about that game before. I played the demo. Um, that shit's probably probably underrated. Well, I've seen some sites give it good scores, so I I can't say it's that underrated. But um. But yes, that is the top fives of the year. Thank you for attending. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, uh, uh, I'm, I'll be back right back around. I'll, I'm hoping to record my first show of the year next week. Um, lots to come. Hope, um, I'm, I'm planning on being uh, way more consistent this year. So I'm going to get my, buddy, my friends on here so you guys can hear how cool they are. But uh, <laughs> um yeah, thanks for having me over. This is uh, Stug Stug Button Podcast, Top Fives of 2019. See you in a bit.